Today is kind of a, what they would say would be a testimonial and a, and a praise. I'm going to give you guys um, my testimony today. And also, I would like to plug my home church. It's about my father's ministry with Pastor Buck Crumley and his wife, uh, Sister uh, Brandy Crum- Crumley, which are, is located at 2533 North Ashley Street in Valdosta, Georgia. It's a great, great ministry but with a lot of great people. And um, if you guys heard the intro, um, I'd like to plug the intro as well. That's um, Bethel Music. Um, it's from Bethel Church, and that song is called Colors. It's a very great song. It's a very um, influential and inspirational um, Christian group. And I would like to ask you guys if during this podcast, after this podcast, if you guys could go and... Um, Give me some reviews and feedback to let me know um, how easy the podcast was to access. Um, any feedback or reviews on the, um, the episodes. And, and we're available on many different podcast platforms such as Anchor, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. As well as a few more which will be updated. Um, it's actually being updated daily. So... We're available on a lot of different platforms. And um, uh, before we start segment two, I want to start with a quick prayer. And um, ask that the Lord will continue to be with us and guide us as we go forward. Father God, uh, in your son Jesus' name, I just come humbly. And um, I just ask that you would um, allow the Holy Spirit to be a part of this podcast. I ask that you would just humble me, Lord, so that you... Your light can shine through and your words will be a benefit and a help to others in need. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Um, next we want to do positive thoughts of the week. Um, today actually was a pretty good week. Um, a lot of moving parts. I'm, I'm a full-time worker, by the way. I work six days a week at a metal fabrication plant. So, you know, my days are pretty uh, filled. 
and I'm that uh, I'm that overnight shift worker. So it's a it's a blessing though to have a uh, a good job and um, being able to work and provide for for my family. And um, some of the thoughts that came along with this week were just um, really were scripture based because. Um, there was a lot of good scripture that were coming out of my daily devotionals and also some scripture from church. I'd like to go into one verse in particular, which would be um, Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. And it says, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. And that is really something that um, hits my heart kind of hard because sometimes I'll I'll uh, I'll get weak sometimes, and but we'll get into more of that when it comes to my my short testimony. But um, it it gets it's difficult sometimes as we live life and we try within ourselves to be better people, to do better things, to live a better life, to strive to become better people within the morals and the values of today's society. And it's hard to do that because if one relies on himself to better himself, when he fails, the only person he can fall back on is himself. But this verse, Let's us know that if we rely on God to follow his commands and to be strong, it lets you know that God's with you to fight that battle with you. And um, we may fail, we may fall, we may have uh, certain things that um, we're, we're battling with that um, hinder us sometimes, or we may feel that hinder us from being part of God's will, but bring those things to God and believe that he will be with us as he has said numerous times in the Bible that he will then we can continue to be strong and have courage and faith to know that God will not let us down we may let ourselves down we may let God down but God will never let us down and that's powerful and I that's a great sentiment to keep hold to in this day and age and um, now as we move forward, um, I just want to give you guys a short testimony of my life. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit will allow you guys to receive what I have to say in my testimony. Because um, if you're hearing me over the airwaves, you probably never met me in person. So some of you have. But um, there may be a lot of people that listen to this who've never really met me in person or, or had extensive conversations with me or know that much about my past. Um, to give you a short synopsis, something will start at the beginning, middle, and end type thing. And we'll just um, go where the Holy Spirit leads us. Well, I was uh, one of five kids. Um, I had two older sisters, an older brother and a younger brother. And for the first couple years of my life, my mom was a single mother. And uh, it was a struggle. For a while until my stepdad came around my real dad was never really a part of my life he, he recently died in 2011 and um, he was really bad off on drugs so there was there that was that influence was never directly around me but um, 
it was always a part of my life because my mom isolated me as I learned later on because of that very reason because of his drug addiction and um, I didn't I didn't necessarily grow up in a, a battered home because I was very loved very encouraged we went to my mom really instilled the, um, the values the Christian values of raising your child up in the church because those same sentiments that came to me at the very young age is what the Lord uses now to help build me, which is a very encouraging fact. And um, I give a special shout out to my mom, Burnett Carter. She was a wonderful, great woman, wonderful, great person, great Christian person, had values and really did her due diligence without falter to make sure that the values that we have as Christians were being would, would, would have been instilled in us so that we know our purpose in our life is to serve God and my grandma was a very big part of that as well and um, moving forward um, I was baptized when I was eight years old very young age God touched my heart at a very young age and um, to some that would be a young age anyway but um, let me continue to grow up in the church and then uh, um, once I got into middle school, I went to a church called um, Morningside Baptist Church, which is located in Valdosta, Georgia as well. And um, got into the youth ministry, really got to understanding it because a lot of times in my life when, you know, when you're young, people tell you things like, oh, you're going to be a pastor or you're going to be a this, you're going to be a senior, you're going to be that. Well, I was always told at a young age by many different people who met me. Yeah, I would grow up to be a pastor. And, um, you know, as you, when you're younger, you kind of brush that off. I still haven't achieved that status today. But, um, sorry about that. I still haven't achieved that status today, but what's yet to be seen in the eyes of God may sometimes never be understood by man. But we'll get to that part. But, um, so I began uh, in youth ministry um, going and doing preaching competitions. I did it for two years. The, the first year, I never really, I made it past the first, I never didn't make it past the first round. The second year, I made it to the second round and it really lit a spark in me for those couple of years that I did do it. It really, it really allowed me to see another layer of God because reading the Bible wasn't necessarily a big, big part of my life at this younger age. It was more going to church and read the Bible at church, but daily devotional life wasn't really a big part. And when doing that, I was really reading a lot of different people's Christians' views through books and reading the Bible myself and learning how to read the Bible. And that was a great influence. But um, as I got older, I strayed away from it. Um, I never really was a part of a gang, but... Um, I was hanging around a very rough crowd of, of men. Um, first running with the law when I turned 17 years old. Um, it's uh, <laughs> okay. So friends stole a cell phone. Um, I got caught up in the mix because I was with them. Ended up getting in trouble for it. Going to jail for three days and then moving with my grandma. And um, I really strayed away from. From God's touch on my life once I got into high school. When I was in middle school, it was it was okay. I was I was continuing to progress. But once I got into high school, I kind of strayed away from God's will for my life because I was so caught up in the appeal of the world, um, um, 
smoking cigarettes, smoking weed, and skipping class, and hanging out with the cool kids that appealed more to me than hanging out with the, the kids who who went to Bible study every day, who studied God's Word. That was boring to me. That, those guys were nerds, you know? And as I got older, I learned that that was just the devil pulling me away from something that was really beneficial for my spiritual life. And as I got older, you know, I strayed further and further away, dabbled, and I joined the military when I was 18. Um, was there until I was about 21 years old. It was a difficult transition time. Still didn't want to live a proper life. Um, got introduced to drinking and other illicit drugs while I was there. Nothing too severe, but just enough to let you know that you're in the real world. And it, it's, it's, sim it's symbolic to the parable of the prodigy son who went away and I, I, I grabbed up everything I, I had, moved states away and just lived a superly outlandish life, a life that was all about me because I never felt like the devil had me feeling in my younger years that nothing was ever about me. Nobody ever paid attention to me. Nobody ever really cared about me. But as I got older, I, I started to, the God started to poke holes in it, but not enough for me to turn away from because there was still something holding me there. And um, I continued to have run-ins, minor run-ins with the law as I progressed through my 20s until it all came to a head. And then the Lord put me in a position where I had no choice but to acknowledge the fact that if I ever wanted to be something in my life, I would have to give my life to God because I was never going to make it unless I did. And this is where the story takes a turn because um, for about two years after the Lord touched me for a situation, I converted to Islam. And in hindsight, it was... It was really me thinking in my mind that I need to be totally submissive to God's will. And that's what Islam teaches. But the part about it that I missed is the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ dying on the cross. And I was Muslim for about two years before I realized that I took one part to heart and left the rest to the other essential parts out but and and I met my fiance we were just friends then and we continuously had a conflict over my beliefs and I never doubted what I believed for two years almost two years until she essentially gave me an ultimatum about the situation and I sat down and I talked to God about it and the Holy Spirit was like it's time to let that go you, you're growing spiritually, but you're always going to be stagnant because you're not aligned to the will of God. And it all comes through Jesus. And there's a scripture that, um, that really reigns home to that. And it really helps me to see why it is. I actually have a few. And they all fall in line that day when I made that decision to come back to Christianity, to come back... To Jesus and the first one's from 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 it says therefore if any man be in Christ 
He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's powerful. Because to come to know God and to come to know Jesus Christ and accept him in your heart is to turn away from the things that you were um, in the past. And we know we're not perfect. We're not going to make all the right decisions all the time. But the intentions and the pursuing to live the way God wants you to live and allowing him to guide your steps to help you to live the way you need to live is what we really need as Christians to understand and to become comfortable with in our day walk, daily walk. And as we go to the second verse, it says, Second Peter Chapter 3, verse 9. And this verse simply states, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. And that is, that is beautiful. We all come to repentance. God is not slack on his promise. He said in his word that he'd be there for us. And the Lord allowed me to go as far as my rope would go. And then once I hit the bottom, the Lord stuck his hand out and said, now are you ready? And I accepted his hand and I said, yes. And he, he let me know that he said he was always going to be there. He would never leave me nor forsake me, and he didn't. He stayed right there with me the whole time. And that is gracious, and that is wonderful. God's grace and mercy evolved as well. And I have one more verse. All these are very symbolic because they're all the this, the second book in our collection. Um, <laughs> we're going to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. And... It states all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Basically, the Lord is telling us he uses his word. His scripture is given to us. The Lord will give us scripture to understand. And there's a lot of times what helped me through when the Lord was first showing me before I strayed away to Islam is that he gave me Paul's ministry, and which is really symbolic of a Saul to Paul trans transformation. And the fact that... Um, that was something that was going to be a part of my life in the future that I could not foresee. But I was so clung, I was so committed to understanding Paul's ministry. And a lot of times, a lot of the scripture would come from Romans. It would come from Acts. It would come from 1 Corinthians. And I, 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 it, it, it would be powerful. And I, I never knew that it had a, such a grander meaning than it does now. That's, and that's wonderful. It's a great encouragement to God's love and His grace and His mercy in our lives. And to continue to push forward and live in a way that um, shows 
our faith and our love in him is what we aspire to do each and every day. And that's just a short sample size. Um, because like I say, I'm not perfect. I've made many mistakes and there's a lot of things today that I'm still working on with God, allowing God to work on in my life to help me to move forward and to do what he would have me to do. And like my pastor said in church tonight, if we continue to renew ourselves daily, that is that is what we need to do. We have to renew ourselves daily in order to receive the blessings that God has for us because we'll feel we'll backslide if we don't. We will surely backslide if we don't renew ourselves daily and Second Timothy is confirmation of that. He says because because it says all scripture is given by God. And it's profitable for the doctrine, for reproof, and for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. That's what he says his words for. That's what he uses it for. And it's wonderful to understand what he would have for us in our lives. And it's, it's wonderful to implement that in our lives. As we move forward from day to day. And I hope that that was a blessing and encouragement to you guys. Um, like I said, uh, my name is Jonathan. Um, this is What Would Jesus Do Right Now? A podcast on living living for God today in our day-to-day lives. And I would like to plug my church again. It's about my father's ministry. That is on 2533 North Ashley Street in Valdosta, Georgia. It's Pastor Buck Crumley and his first lady is Sister Brandy Crumley. Love those guys. Great inspiration. Again, I would ask for you guys on whatever platform you're using, whether it be Anchor, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes Podcast, Google Podcast, and um, wherever else our podcast can be found, I would ask that you guys would rate and review and give me feedback so that we will know how you think. What how you feel about the podcast and what you think. And there's anything that specifically, oh, excuse me, that you guys would like to talk about, leave reviews, leave feedback. Um, we do have a Facebook um, personal blog page. It's, um, if you look on your page, if you look on your tab and you go to pages, you can go to WWJD right now. It is a, it is our page. Um, you guys can leave reviews and rates on there as well and feedback. And um, that's about it. And glory be to God, guys. Um, also, oh, last thing. Beginning and ending should always be the same. I would like to um, leave out with a word of prayer. Lord Father God, come to you as humbly as you know how, giving you thanks for another day. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for the inspiration of your holy word to continue to guide us and to move us forward. To seek your will and your face, Lord God, just for others in your son Jesus' name, that you would just allow the blood of Jesus to cover us and allow your Holy Spirit to comfort us and guide us as we go through our day-to-day lives, Lord. Let your word continue to be an inspiration to us all. In your son Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Alright, it's good. It's good being here with you guys again today. Um, check us out next week. We'll have another podcast, for another episode for you guys. And um, like I said, this is what would Jesus do right now? 
I'm just making so much noise today. A daily podcast about Christians living their daily lives and how Christ is a part of that. Um, You guys have a good evening and I will see you guys again next time. When you walk in the room, you make all things new. When you walk into the room, would you walk into the room? Would you walk into the room? Would you walk into the room? Yeah, would you walk into the room?